visiting with our Shop of the Week, presented by Amogee Bank. Houston Lively, we we have to make sure that we get most of you guys on the air. So it's fun, Houston, because you guys are genuinely regarded as the smartest guys on the team, and I I don't think you're going to disagree with that. But your job on the offensive line is so unique. I think we look at the defensive line and we go, okay, go get the quarterback or stop the run. But your job is to not only protect the quarterback in the passing game, but also to open up holes for the run game. And in the past few weeks, we've really seen the run game emerge as a huge weapon for Westlake. Is that a testament to how you guys have gotten better at run blocking over the course of the season? Well, at the beginning of the year, I was starting at right guard and one of our our starting right tackle quit. So I had to get used to trying to keep guys outside versus, you know, working with the center and Bustamante and trying to get to linebackers. But definitely over the year, we've gotten way better at run blocking because, I mean, just like practices, you get better and better each practice. And so I've gotten more experience and, you know, I was bring up from last year and that definitely helped me with becoming a starting right tackle this year so yeah our run game has definitely improved you know we talk about how important that experience is as a bring up for playoffs what did you learn specifically what's one area that you learned watching last year that you kind of understand okay this is what i'm gonna have to get better at so i was a double dipper the whole year i went to all the varsity practices the games the lifts one thing that you learn from being a bring up or a double dipper is how to be part of the team versus you know actually playing there's a lot more expectations. You got to teach the younger guys who were brought up behind you what the expectations are. You know, you got to act as a leader for them because you know them more than most of the other people in the varsity. So the big thing from being a bring up is teaching others what the expectations are. Coach Dodge in our pregame interview, you know, he talks about how the accountability in film. Joe, if you come in here on a Saturday and you look at all of our units that are watching film, you don't want to be the guy that loafed on a play. You don't want to be the guy that that took a play off or that played soft because, you know, there won't be any issue with the coaching staff. There'll be issue with your fellow players. And that shows a sign really of kind of an intellectual accountability as well. And we find that the difference in the good football teams over the course of the regular season and the great football teams that, that could emerge in the playoffs is really from the neck up. The, the idea that you guys can play smart and play hard can be the difference in a win or a loss. For me, I look at it as an opportunity for you guys to learn a valuable lesson really early on. What's it like for you, you know, being in on those film sessions and, and helping other people be accountable and having them be accountable for you as well? Like Coach Dodge says, it's the worst thing, having to watch yourself on film mess up and everybody laughs or the, the coach will say something about it. But, I mean, they know. I mean, we, we practice fixing all those things. For me, every time I see myself mess up, up I mean I kind of look away or something or look down and hopefully he skips over it or hopefully won't say anything but um that's definitely the hardest part when did you know that you could grow a full beard how, how young were you? Seventh to eighth grade, somewhere around there. Seventh to eighth grade, so you, you can show up with a, the lumberjack that you got right now, or or would it would it just appear in kind of tufts, or did you have could you go full beard if you just laid off or? If I just you, laid off, it'd come. But right now, I mean, I had to get you know kind of cleaned up at an Air Force Academy and Navy Academy interview, so I had to look a little nicer for that. But I didn't shave it all off. The fun thing about listening to the evolution, you know, because when I played you know high school sports, I had a coach that was very much into the clean cut appearance you know it's almost like you look at the New York Yankees and said we have this you know level of expectation that you are supposed to look a certain way and even coach Dodge admits that when he 
was a younger coach, especially at South Lake Carroll, he said, you know, self-grooming, self-care is a sign of discipline. And then he said, you know what, and realized that over the course of the back end of my career at South Lake Carroll and then coming here that having a beard and being able to be a well-disciplined football player are not necessarily mutually exclusive. And you're one of those guys that you have that look about you. It's obviously a look you choose, but it doesn't affect the way that you play football. Do you think you get an advantage People look across the line of scrimmage at you and go, that's a grown man right there, uh, beard and all, and, and he's about to destroy me. Do you, do you get a mental advantage about or a psychological advantage with the with the beard play? I think so, because after some of our games, you know, we'll be walking down the 50, good game, good game, and I'll hear some dude walk by me, dang, that dude has a beard, look at him, he's a full-grown man. I'm telling you right now, I have beard envy of you. Does it ever get in the way? That's the one thing. You, can, you look at some of the famous beards at the NFL. You know, you look at the Ryan Fitzpatrick's of the world. Does it ever get in the way, or is it just that, that second layer of, of awesome where you don't really have to worry about anything? No, not really. The only thing that gets in the way is a mustache. Sometimes when I let it grow longer, I'll get little hairs in my teeth when I put my mouth guard in, but that's about it. Do you do it yourself, or do you do you run to the barber? I mean, how do, how do you keep it at optimal length? Well, whenever there's something important coming up, like the interview I just had, I went to the barber and got it done, but usually I'll do it myself about five minutes and a pair of clippers what does mom say when you know you come down the stairs for the first time you know she's watching you grow up what does mom say to the beard is, is she a fan has she grown into being a fan of the beard uh, sometimes she complains about me not keeping it kempt enough but there's not much she's going to do about it now she's used to it i think ultimately what people don't realize is you know because you can and and i say that because not everybody can do it but because you can it does take a lot of work you know to keep it from just flying off the handle to me that shows a sign of the second level of discipline that you have to have. You know, I've had my little what I can grow, you know, on my face for the better part of a decade. And I'll tell you, as you get older, you know, you'll find a gray one. Uh, you'll find a few gray ones. And then you have beard oil. And then you have all these other things that have kind of come into uh, the landscape. But really, it just kind of shows you how dedicated you are. I mean, you keep the beard because you want to keep the beard. And it also kind of means, hey, look, if I want if I want something, I'm going to have to work to keep it the way I want it. I, you know, I hate to say it and it sounds corny Houston but there's some football stuff in there there's some schoolwork stuff in there where you know you're paying attention to the the smallest minute details sometimes I feel like it's more just laziness and I don't want to have to <laughs> deal with shaving every morning and deal with the irritation but um every now and then I'll look at myself in the mirror and think dang I need to do something about this but it's not all the time you look at this team and we've talked about this in years past with Blake Webster and and all of the the offensive linemen that have come here in the last you know five to six seasons and you really look at the legacy that you're trying to protect specifically on the offensive line I like to talk about relationships more than anything else because for me it is a unique group group of people and every one of them has a different type of personality where do you fall into that in your mind you know i know you have the authoritarian with with connor he's your de facto leader as the returning starter he's going to stay on you to make sure that you guys are falling in line and then you have guys like jack griffin who are just having a ball and then you have guys like manolo who have basically grown up i, I kind of look at it as it's a it's a different array of personalities where do you fall into that you know i kind of match myself with connor sometimes trying to keep everyone you know together i try to be the friendlier person in the group. Connor does a good job of leading and sometimes people don't just listen so I'll go and he's not looking and tell people stuff you know like it's like he's the president and you got somebody down lower kind of managing everything for them. That's kind of where I feel like I fall. I think it's kind of cool because that that suggests that you're playing a little good cop bad cop with the rest of the group you know hey here are two guys that know how to lead 
that understand the expectation. One of them is going to deliver it one way, and another one is going to come in and say, hey, look, he's not kidding, and, and here's why. What's different about your message? What do you think you do that Connor may not do? Well, it's like I said earlier with the being a bring-up. I mean, I've had more time with a bunch of these other guys, and Connor was, you know, he was on varsity all last year. So, I mean, I think I have a closer relationship to some of these people, and they know me more than Connor does. So, And, you know, I went to middle school with a couple of them. I think I have a better connection with some of them in terms of how long we've been together. The way you talk, your mannerisms, you know, I know things are different on the football field, but, you know, just in chatting with you here in our Shop of the Week interview, you know, Houston Lively is a soft-spoken guy, very direct. You have a, a tone of voice that doesn't suggest that you're intimidating. Do you think that, that that's part of it? Do you have some of the same mannerisms when you talk to your teammates? Depends on who I'm talking to sometimes. If it's Manolo, you know, we'll say stupid stuff and have fun. But um, if it's Connor, I mean, we've been around each other longer. I mean, I'll talk differently, talk normal. I would with most people. Yeah, it just all depends on who I'm talking with. So this week is Thanksgiving, and I know that the schedule has changed quite a bit, but it's kind of like you revert back to camp schedule, where you don't have to wake up as early in the morning and you get a lot of work in. What's been the main difference about preparation this week as opposed to the 11 weeks previous? You know, this week I don't have any homework, I don't have anything to worry about. I definitely get to go to bed later and wake up later. That's a big part of it, not being tired all the time. And, you know, after practice I have like a day to myself to look forward to or a day with family or something versus school. What's your go-to Thanksgiving, you know, side or main dish? What's the one thing that you're looking forward to? Because you get your grub on Thursdays anyway with team dinners, and I know that the offensive line, you guys eat like nobody else. So I know that eating a lot is not new for you, but what's the what's the one thing that you're looking forward to on Thanksgiving Day? Bread. Like rolls? What's yeah, your, rolls. like rolls? I like rolls. See, that's, that's my bugaboo too, because I get bread on both fronts. We've got the rolls, and then the bread pudding comes with bread. And I think a lot of people don't understand how eating becomes a ritual more than a want to for offensive linemen. How hard is it to keep weight on through the bulk of the season and to keep that size? I eat a pretty good amount. I mean, I've been trying to eat less lately, but you know, eating out a lot definitely doesn't help with trying to lose weight. So I think it comes from eating at Matt's El Rancho, eating our team dinners. Just in general, whenever I eat out, I finish my plate. I clean it all out. What's your favorite food at Matt's El Rancho? I think their fajitas are pretty good. I usually get the Asadero tacos. It's really about what that camaraderie is about off the playing field. And I think that's something that this team does probably as well as any team before it. That ownership of playing together and studying together and watching film together and eating with one another. What are some of the things that you'll remember from this year in this group? You know, what are some of the stories that you could share with us that, that kind of encapsulate what this year has meant to you? We do eat together a whole lot, like you said. And um, one thing that I always remember, and just like last year, is whenever we'd go to Matzo Rancho, someone would spill their cup or spill something, and we always get them a sippy cup. It's like, a, you know, just become a thing. So that's something I'll probably always remember. I got pictures of each and every one. Somebody without fail will spill a drink every single time you guys go to dinner together? It's not every single time, but, I mean, every time it happens, maybe two or three times a year, they'll get a sippy cup. <laughs> See these big guys drinking out of a little kid's cup. Being an offensive lineman is, you know, we talk about the education and the intelligence level, and we talk about the physicality of, you know, maintaining discipline, you know, being able to eat, and being able to, you know, lift in the weight room to keep your size. And But really, it comes down to the training. When you have a guy like Coach Murdoch, who kind of understands this offense more than most, and understands, more importantly, how to tweak. I actually 
likened him to Tony Stark when it comes to how he is able to coach you on the offensive line, constantly tinkering with things. But Coach Murdoch has a unique way of teaching this position. What have you learned most from him? Well, other than him yelling at us all the time, saying, <laughs> get your pad level down, especially to me, I mean, it's probably how to be part of a team. I mean, he does a really good job of, you know, trying to bring us all together. And we spend the most time with each other out of any position group. We eat lunch together. We watch film together three or four days a week. And he's always there. You know, we go to dinner with him. But, I mean, that's one thing he's taught us a lot of how to be together. He knows how to coach a football team. He knows how to coach an offense, an offensive line. Maybe Coach Dodge has helped him a lot with that because, I mean, he's known Coach Dodge forever. One of the things that we always ask our Shap of the Weeks, Houston, is everybody has a different preparation strategy. Everybody has a different routine. What's Houston Lively's preparation? How do you get ready for a game on Friday? Home games, I usually go in the weight room and just kind of relax and listen to music or something in the dark. Or And then in away games, lately home games as well, I'll just kind of read a book. Is it a book for school or a book for pleasure? Both. Really? What what kind of titles are we talking about here? The title of the series is called Red Rising. It's kind of an action sci-fi book. I mean, that's just something to do because I don't get service on that side of the locker room. So a book's the next best thing. So what does that do for you, you think? It relaxes me a little more. Does it take you away from the job at hand and just kind of gives you that, that mental separation from what you're doing to what you're about to go do? Do you find that that, that helps you kind of a calm before the storm? Right. This is year 14 for me in the booth at Westlake, and I've had the Shap of the Week interview. I've had the privilege of talking to Westlake student-athletes. That might be the first time that anybody has said, I read a book before a game. Houston Lively, the first one to ever to say, hey, you know, I'm going to I'm gonna check out of reality, and I'm going to dive into a book. And it tells me a lot about you know, how much you care about football. If you were to surmise you know, the experience of being a Westlake football player, you know, what would it be? It's a lot of work and dedication. You know, I spend so much time here at the field house and down on the practice fields. If I could summarize it in one word, it'd be dedication. He's Houston Lively, our Shap of the Week. Thanks so much for doing this. Thank you.